October 2020 and we're back in Santon as we uh, do a bit of a tour of South Africa under level one lockdown. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, for downloading, for subscribing to this podcast. If this is your first time, well, welcome to you and thank you for making the time. If you want to get in touch with this podcast, don't forget you can email editor at santontimes.co.za and you can connect with us on Telegram and social media at Santantimes. So if you've got any of those uh, apps, you can do that. If you'd like to visit the blog, you can go to www.santantimes.co.za and then you can uh, subscribe, share and leave a review or rating for this podcast on Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, YouTube, whatever you choose, just pick one of them and subscribe and you'll get the updates as they come through. Well, welcome to our listeners from Greater Santon and beyond. Uh, this week also uh, including Qatar, the United States and the United Kingdom uh, this past week. All is well in Santon land and as you can hear, we're out and about again, but more on that in a minute. As you know, DeLonghi Coffee keeps this podcast well lubricated and it's International Coffee Day this week. So DeLonghi is running a great social media campaign that I just wanted to let you know about where you could win a Perfecta Evo bean to cup coffee machine. All you have to do is snap a selfie of yourself with your milk mustache, then share it on Instagram and tag and follow at DeLonghi underscore SA. So that's at DeLonghi underscore SA. Follow them and tag them. And then also use the hashtag Coffee Lab SA. That's hashtag Coffee Lab SA. Closing date for the entry will be 20 November 2020, just before midnight. So that's 23.59 if you want to be specific. And uh, they will also be on the corner of William Nickel and Santon Drive by the Rosebank Union Church uh, on the 1st of October. Uh, which is today, handing out coffee and cupcakes to traffic. So if you want to win a Perfecta Evo Bean to Cup coffee machine, make sure you enter that Instagram competition. I think it's going to be fabulous to celebrate International Coffee Day. It's also International Podcast Day this week, so why not share this podcast with some friends, family, colleagues, and celebrate this day by passing on some great content. And we always welcome new listeners to this podcast. We also celebrated World Tourism Day this week and we've been on the road with our mobile studio for an extended tour of a few great destinations to get a first-hand feel of what travel and tourism under lockdown and during COVID-19 looks like. And if you have access to YouTube, you'll be able to watch and listen to this week's podcast to get a bit of a feel of our surroundings. So if you hear some background ambient sounds this week, we're on location at the Maslow Hotel in Santon, which officially opens this week and in a moment, I'm going to introduce you to my first guest for this week. He's the captain of the ship here at the Maslow Hotel, General Manager Herman Swart. Uh, welcome to the Santa Times Podcast. Thank you. It's your first week back. How do you feel? Yeah, I must tell you, it's um, it's a little bit like having flown an airplane and landed it six months ago and not having taken off since. You know, it's everything is a bit rusted. Fortunately, we have an opportunity to have a dry run with you guys visiting, and um, and we should be ready for for our clients and our guests on the first of October. 
Well, thank you for having us. It's wonderful to be back at the Maslow. It's a, a Santon institution, and it's great to be doing something in our own backyard. We've been doing a lot of touring of South Africa, experiencing the lodges and sister destinations like Sun City. Now we're in our own backyard. How has the entire sort of Santon hospitality been impacted by this lockdown? I mean, you've got a bit of a, a peripheral view as well as to what the neighborhood is looking like. Uh, and what does it look like? Yeah, look, I must tell you that um, most of the of the um, the hotels in Sandton has dropped, obviously significant numbers in terms of feet. I mean, we're sitting around about twenty to thirty percent at the moment in 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 the node. There are some of our some of the operations that hasn't opened yet. At the moment, about two thousand five hundred rooms available, three to four star, five star around around us, and um, yeah, the guys are struggling to come back. Eh? Average spend has gone down. I mean, and that's in all businesses, not only hotels. Um, you're looking at about a 40% to 40 to 50% drop in average spend. And footfall has dropped significantly. Uh, and, and, and again, not only in hotels, but in some of the smaller businesses, you know, up to 75% drop in footfall. And, and people must understand, you know, that Santon is a hub of, an uh, economic hub and, and a commercial hub of the continent. And with people not traveling internationally and, and big corporates, you know, still sort of trying to keep their people working from home and, and understanding the obligation to keep their people safe, there's very little feet in the, the precinct at the moment. Uh, albeit, you know, shopping is starting to increase. I mentioned earlier to, to, to some of the guys that uh, I know that Santon City is, is, is about 85% to what they were last year. So feet's coming back from that perspective. But certainly the recovery in the hotel side of things has been very slow. And we're not seeing any, any fireworks uh, up until, I would say, it was probably June, July next year. Well, it sounds very much that, uh, that old adage, I am because you are. It's highlighted again how interdependent everybody is on each other's businesses, that no man is an island and that no one is uh, sort of their own destination. Everyone's sort of interdependent. But I think uh, from what you mentioned earlier on, it's also brought about a whole new camaraderie and maybe a, a move to work closer together with other properties maybe give us a bit of insight as to how that looks yeah definitely the guys have reached out to each other way more than ever before i mean it is it, you know you can imagine in an environment like this that competition is rough and i've seen i've seen people just helping one another you know big business helping small business We've all been involved in, in assisting and advising small businesses during this time to try and keep keep the guys going because the, the small business down the road is just as much a part of what we do here as we are. Coming from a Sun City, for example, where you've got a, a sort of a resort perspective on things uh, and the only thing that connects the operations to one another is, is the transport system. Uh, Santon is exactly like that. If, if the, the tide comes in, you know, all the ships rise. And it's very important that we make Joburg and Santon great again and attractive again for all of us. And, and have a look at, at, at bringing people not only to Santon to come, to come and stay in our hotels, but also come and experience what it has to offer and what the rest of Johannesburg has to offer. You know, I'm a Pretoria boy and Joburg for me, Johannesburg for me was a, was a big black hole. You know, we, never, we would never come here. 
you know, being an Afrikaans boyki as well, uh, we stayed away from here. I mean, we, we just had all these perceptions around traffic, etc. I've been here for a year now. And I'm one of Johannesburg's biggest fans. I have seen some of the most amazing places, and I'm so enthusiastic in getting getting my friends and family from Pretoria, you know, to come and visit and and show them around, take them to to Mabuneng, you know, uh, take them to Vilagazi Street and, and go and show them, you know, what the space has to offer. So I really believe that that Santon being positioned as it is, you know, and if the guys really start start taking hands, we can we can really drive it at, at utilizing Joburg to, to to drive feet into our businesses. Well, let's get into the work that needs to happen on the ground now. I believe one of your biggest challenges starting off this week was to try and get the geese off the pool deck because yeah. that kind of made it a bit of a nesting area over lockdown. Correct. But apart from that, I mean, what is sort of the agenda for the first couple of weeks as you open up now? Yeah, you know, the, the, the biggest focus is to get ourselves clean, neat and tidy again. You can't believe how a business like this or a building like this deteriorates in six months' time. Um, the dirt that settles in everywhere, the dust, and making sure everything works, you know, making sure that everything gets stripped off every single room, everything gets put back on fresh, the room's sealed, making sure that our customers have got peace of mind coming in. Uh, the big thing is, is it's also getting staff's minds to start up again. You know, people, you know, you can imagine a chef, okay, look, most of the chefs must probably have been cooking at home, but haven't been cooking for an audience, you know, and it, it takes a hell of a lot of focus. And, and also, the guys are not dealing in an environment that they were used to. Uh, when we close down. I mean, suppliers are different. Suppliers have got different products. Uh, suppliers, some of the suppliers have, 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 have shrunk their, their stock holding. Um, there's been some interesting things happening. You know, uh, one of the businesses I was involved in during this time, we, we, you know, we, all of a sudden we realized that the ciabatta wasn't, wasn't really good. I mean, they were like heavy. They, 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 and same recipe, but the bread just didn't come out as it should have. And we subsequently found out that it was the flour. The flour supplier obviously sent us stock that, is, that has been lying in storage for the last six months and, and, and has really gone past its sell-by date. Uh, and the moment we changed the flour, you know, the product started coming right. So those are the kind of small things that you start learning out of this whole process. But the big thing is, is to also create an environment where our people feel safe. Um, you know, nobody wants to come to work where you serve a client where yourself is not in a space where you feel comfortable. So the protocols flow right through the building, you know, right from staff coming on duty, you know, logging out, locking in, in um, as healthy on, on our company um, uh, staff platform in the mornings, um, making sure that we issue in with the right kind of PPE and we've got the right protocols in place to, to make them feel safe. Because they they pivotal to be what to what we do. You know, if our staff are happy, our customers are going to be happy. You know, my philosophy has always been, you know, your staff. It's not your customers that are first. Your staff are first, and and so that's going to be a big thing. And and also the business, all businesses are going through uncertainty at the moment. So, right sizing, downsizing, um, streamlining businesses, and staff are uncertain. You know, and we need to get those things out of the way as quickly as possible too, in order to, in order to take our business forward. You don't want people, you know, in an environment where, where they they they're afraid of their, their futures, and that stability is, is 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 paramount to us from a leadership perspective. But I think mostly to welcome our people back and make them feel welcome, and give them the hospitality that we expect them to give to the rest of our clientele. That's where the main focus is going to be. Well, some of that clientele as well, in Santon specifically, is also very much made up of cabin crew. Yeah. And I know that's sort of a, almost like a yeah. staple diet for a yeah. lot of the five-star hotels in Santon. 
Also, a lot of uncertainty around that. Have you got a bit of perspective on when your cabin crew clients will be coming back and what that's going to look like? Yeah, we've got we've got one uh, almost definitive, one almost definite on the books, and but it's very very slow. And I think the guys are watching each other to see w- what the trends are. We've got, uh, I mean, this this particular uh, booking is for four days a week, sixteen crew members, so that's sixteen rooms, uh, and that's g- good good business for an operation such as us because it's confirmed and it's definite and it gives you that churn but we would certainly you know look for getting a couple more crews in the house uh, I reckon most probably about 20 20 percent of your stock or of your inventory needs to go to to that kind of, of, of uh, consistent business but the other guys uh, they all seem to be a little bit reluctant to to make a commitment at this point in time and people are also obviously very price sensitive and they also know that the businesses are competing against each other so they're obviously also trying to, to, to force the price down as far as they possibly can which in one case is a good thing competition is good but you also need to understand we also need to understand i think as a as a microcosm and a mini economy that uh, if you force prices down too far in terms of of bringing people back into the node there's jobs at stake you know you need to cover your overheads and um and you know we we are all pushing our service providers as well to sort of to sort of come to the party because everybody's cash flows are under pressure but at some some point you're going to have to reach that state of equilibrium so so we also need to be careful you know that we don't that we don't price ourselves too far down and we can't recover from that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Herman Swant, you've got one hell of an exciting and challenging time ahead of you as you reopen the Manslow Hotel in Santon and as uh, it just shows, I suppose, a bit of a rising tide, as you mentioned, for Santon itself. And let's yeah. hope that it's a, a positive uh, momentum that we build up as we go forward. Thank you so much for joining us on the Santon Times podcast. And I look forward to connecting with you later on this year, early into 2021, and see how we've been doing. Perfect. Thank you. It's really good speaking to you guys. Thank you for giving me the time. Right, now let's get into stories making headlines in Santon for this week. This update is brought to you by MegaFlightDeals.com, your one-stop for non-stop cheap flights. So if you're traveling anywhere, if you're flying anywhere, make sure you check out MegaFlightDeals.com. First story uh, this week is uh, that the orange jerseys for Orlando Pirates were announced this week. Orlando Pirates introduced an unprecedented orange away jersey for the 2020-2021 DSTV Premiership season. And this was revealed in Santon. Kickoff reports that they have, however, retained the black jersey traditionally worn by the Soweto Giants for home games and have also reintroduced the skull and crossbones logo instead of the official club crest. Then there's a new hotel opening in Santon this month in an unprecedented time for business and business travelers globally. Hotel Sky Santon, which is a new hotel in the heart of Santon, is set to open its doors as lockdown restrictions ease. Spearheaded by veteran hotelier Paul Kelly, Hotel Sky Santon is considered to be the new jewel in Santon's crown and set to welcome its first guests in October despite the obstacles faced by the hotel and travel industry in 2020. The Santon Hotel will be located on the corner of Maud and West Street and the hotel will have 453 exquisitely designed rooms and suites and has enlisted state-of-the-art hospitality technology aiming to make guests stays as simple, convenient, comfortable and unforgettable as possible. Uh, This also includes seamless app-based reservations, check-in and room access, uncapped high-speed Wi-Fi and three AI-powered robots to assist with luggage, room service and guest relations. Then more numbers seem to be up again. Liberty Two Degrees, uh, the joint owner of prime shopping centres such as Sand City, Eastgate and Midlands Mall, 
uh, this week reported a sharp uptick in weekend foot count at its centers, and this is according to MoneyWeb. Uh, so Liberty Two Degrees reported that the weekend foot count on its flagship and largest shopping center, Santon City, uh, in Joburg, is at 85% of last year's levels. And besides Santon City and Nelson Mandela Square, Liberty Two Degrees jointly owns the five-star Santon Sun and Intercontinental Johannesburg Santon Towers Hotel. The group is also part owner of the Garden Court Santon City and the Santon Convention Center, and all the hotel properties are managed by Soho Sun Hotels. William Nickel to be renamed after struggle stalwart Winnie Mandigazella Mandela. Uh, Councillor Jeffrey Makubo, who's the executive mayor of Johannesburg, has announced that the city has started a public consultative drive to have William Nickel Motorway in the north of Joburg renamed to Mandigazella Mandela Drive. Uh, the arterial road, which stretches from Hyde Park on Jansmats Avenue until Summit Road near Deepsluit in the north, is named after a Dutch Reformed minister, theologian, educator and administrator of the then Transvaal province, William Nickel, who lived between 1887 and 1967. Nicknamed the mother of the nation, Mantikizela Mandela was resident of Johannesburg uh, since 1952, when she moved to the city from her birthplace in the then Transkei. And there's a wet weekend ahead. Uh, the citizen reports that forecaster Kolohelo Mahlungu foresees a 60% chance of thunderstorms from now until Saturday. The Weather Service has issued a warning for severe thunderstorms to parts of Gauteng and neighboring cities. So it's going to be a wet weekend. Alright, as we make our way around uh, the Maslow Hotel in Santon that reopens this week, I'm joined by Sibungile Morale, PR Marketing and Events Manager here at the Maslow Hotel. Sibungile, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Thank you, um, and it's a pleasure to have you here at the Maslow today. Well, Sibungile, I must tell you, you've got a very daunting task ahead of you. I mean, you're responsible for PR and marketing at a hotel in Santon, and uh, I suppose all bets are off at the moment. I mean, whatever you knew six or eight months ago in terms of marketing a destination in Santon is now null and void, isn't it? Yeah, especially from a business hotel perspective. Right now, the focus is really on domestic tourism, local tourism, and we're a business hotel. So we're having to really be creative around campaigns and packages that we are offering in order to get footfall to the property because a lot of our corporates are still working from home and that that is a virtual uh, situation. Our conferencing hasn't really come up back to speed. So the business that we know, which is business, is, is, is limited at the moment. So we're really, really needing to be slightly more creative than the usual as a property. So give me a bit of a, a bit of insight in terms of your breakdown. Uh, you know, you were talking about a business hotel. So there was, uh, I guess, domestic business. Uh, what was your pan-African business looking like? What were your international travels looking like? How much of that was part of your uh, sort of daily bread and yeah. butter? So our bread and butter is local corporates okay. uh, because we're surrounded by your net banks, R&B, Discovery, all these hubs, um, head offices are surrounding the Mazda Hotel. So that's really our bread and butter. We do cater to the African market. I mean, we are centralized in the business hub of the shopping um, in Santon. So people come from Africa for more of the shopping experience. That's the kind of clientele we had. And we even had packages around stay at the Mazda and do a Santon City shopping 
And then our international groups that were coming in were like tour series groups that were usually using Maslow as a stopover, going to our other properties, which is your Sun City, your Table Bay. So those are our Sun Lux brands where you stop over at the Maslow and you really get to experience this whole Sun International, Sun Lux brand route. So that's how we got our international. But the key focus for us is our local corporates. Then we had on the weekends, we have a lot of leisure elements where funny enough as a business hotel we turn into a high tea venue on the weekends we turn into a baby shower venue we turn into a wedding venue on our lawn so that is what the traffic is on the weekend but during the week it's really corporate business so that's not there anymore that's yes. looking uh, <laughs> a bit interesting it's all on zoom so take me into your head at the moment you're sitting here you're thinking about what are we going to do to get people into this hotel and what is that strategy? What does that look like? Yeah, so the key focus for us, um, as emphasized by our general manager, is always just to make sure that we're partnering. Um, in this time that we're in, everyone is facing a difficult time and the best way to really go through these times is to ensure that we're partnering. So what we're looking to do things differently is like working with stakeholders like your Joburg Tourism to say we want to include local tourism in our packages. So when you're speaking on what to do, um, it's really about trying to get families here, trying to get couples here over a weekend because what ultimately happens is that a lot of people are coming onto the properties for dining and wine um, dining and the bars and the gardens but we also still our business is to get people into staying at the Maslow so we usually used to get that through our corporates and conferencing so if they're not traveling that's why we're trying to create packages that are speaking to maybe a, a hiking itinerary in Maslow stay at the Maslow and experience a hike route of Johannesburg we're also looking at partnering with our top restaurants in the node and just saying as much as we've got a restaurant brand in the in the property called the Cuna Bistro what other things can people explore outside so we're trying to not the old school hug it's our business we don't want them to see anything else but Maslow um, as you see with media you would be experiencing the red bus tomorrow we are one of the red bus stops for 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 the red bus so we are pickup points every single day for the red bus so we're trying to get those elements really emphasized for that and then for um, from a corporate perspective what we're trying to do is that showcase the different working spaces of mass so we currently here having this interview in the bar and it's a workspace so we're trying to get people to fill our bars our restaurants and actually work in here or whether use our room as a night stay for work so we are trying to bring that that come out of your homes and this is a business hotel that gives you space to be able to work we've got our boardroom so that's really where our strategy is kind of at the moment and have some business lunches available like a quick in you know lunch for people to come and have meetings and that is where we really going to start the main strategy picking up back into but as well We've set, we've set up our, our Sun Studios, which are virtual conferencing feature um, that people can, can experience and still try to get that conferencing business by setting that up where the panel's on site, but everyone else is zooming in. Well, you, you showcased this. We took a bit of a walk around. Yes. You had this uh, new studio feature that you've now incorporated into your eventing space. And to paint a picture for those people listening, uh, you know, take a, uh, you know, a ballroom, uh, a room that you would have an event space yes. in, add in some LED 
screens, add in sort of all that technical equipment and almost turn it into a studio environment yes, 100%. that'll stream to the rest of the world. And this is now the new way of doing events, isn't it? Yes. So uh, the, the, the reason why we're also very excited about this is as much as we'd like to get the feet in from a property perspective, the reason we welcomed this concept is we're a green hotel. We recently won um, the best green hotel in the node at the Maslow, awarded by South African Tourism. So those are things that actually contribute to carbon footprints within the society and that's why it's something we were very happy to support as a property as well, moving into the times that we are going into. One of the other big attractions at the Maslow is the Africology Spa. So for those people who are not uh, coming for the high tea or they're coming to work, they can also come to relax. And that is also reopening now. Uh, take us through that. I mean, what, what's the offering? Yeah, what, what's beautiful about Africology Spa, it's a brand. You know, it's one of the prop, one of the properties that they, they that they have is at the Maslow, but it's a brand that you find in Parktown. It's a brand that you find in Rosebank. So it's a prominent brand that's within the property. But I think the biggest uh, secret that you saw today is that it's got a deck. So Maslow's is known to be an oasis in Santon because of our garden and trees. You see tonight we're having a dinner with the view of all that garden space. So I think that is the secret offering that people are not aware of, where that Africology has that garden deck with all that greenery. Um, it's Offer. They've also implemented a lot of COVID protocols, so the, capaci the capacities will really be lower. But they've they've managed things like for a steam room perspective, those will be carefully managed and booked per couple and refreshed. So those will only available be available on booking. Um, it won't just be if you're in the spa, you can utilize those spaces. So we've been very comfortable to partner with them in the sense that they also COVID ready from a safety and hygiene perspective, and they are lo local South African products. That's what's very beautiful about them and that's what we use I mean even from our guest perspective even when they're looking for a gift to take away from an international perspective it's beautiful because their products are made from rooibos products and it's a South African brand that we're happy to have at the hotel. So now hotels reopening trying to get feet through the door are there any great rates any interesting packages that you're going to be bringing out over the next couple of weeks uh, that South Africans can take advantage of if they want to experience the Maslow? Um, definitely we will have quite a few uh, packages um, that will be um, offered and onto the property. I mean there's quite a, depending on what you're looking for from date packages to couples to stay over um, to d different things that we'll be offering so I think that would be the most best idea is to rather refer to our website just to see what um, accommodates you and your family but definitely we will be looking at a few campaigns coming up and I mean we're going to the end of the year as well so we will be looking for festive stayovers year-end functions there will be a lot speaking to that part of, uh, of where we are right now within the year. Well it's only the first week that you're opening again so I'll give you a, a bit of breathing space but uh, best you keep an eye on, uh, on the Maslow's social media accounts as well on the website and I'm sure they'll be releasing interesting rates and packages as we go along. Sibongila Morale, PR Marketing and Events Manager at the Maslow. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Thank you so much. Right, time for a quick break as we come to an end of part one of episode 27, week 40. We've got some great interviews lined up in part two. We're coming to you from the Maslow Hotel in Santon and you're listening to the Santon Times podcast.